Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the hot takes, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. A lot to get to today, obviously. The great Andy Gresh joins us at 1040 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk about the Patriots because mm, it feels so good to be so right. It is an amazing feeling. Such a nice, wonderful feeling. We have this thing on my weekday morning show with Anthony Lima, who will be on 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern, where we do something called champion's pose when we beat each other in an argument or we're, we're right on something. or it, it basically, it's organic. And it was one time where Lima, during an argument, and Lima is a great guy because he's he's not just a sports guy. He's really a debater who likes to talk sports. Most guys are sports guys who like to debate. He's a debater, and it's different. He is a master at debating. And it's different with him because he'll lay traps for you. He's very, very good, and you'll hear that from 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern right here on CBS Sports Radio. And what he did one time was he clasped his hands We've just put out a GIF, by the way, where you can see what he's doing. And it was like old-time Looney Tunes cartoons when, when Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck would win something. They'd go to the left and to the right of their head with their hands clapped like, hurrah, hurrah. And it's the champion's pose. And so that thing took on a life of its own. Well, today, I get to do a champion's pose Thanks to Antonio Brown's ineptitude, his stupidity, his craziness, and for the New England Patriots, realizing they're the New England Patriots. Thanks to Bill, thanks to Tom, thanks to Bob Kraft, thanks to Antonio Brown, and again, his own stupidity, I get to pull out the old uh, champion's pose. It feels so good to be so right. It's sensational, this feeling. Because two Saturdays ago, and I had to go on here and, and eat a little bit of crow, even though I said, well, you know, you're not out of the woods yet. We're going to see how this whole investigation works out for Antonio Brown. But you were right, some of you Patriots fans. There were Patriots fans who were with me the entire time during that show. But two Saturdays ago, Antonio Brown got released by the Oakland Raiders. It took over the entire show. I mean, the whole thing was just one after another. Antonio Brown, is he going to play again? Where should he go? Where does he fit? All this, that, and the other. And I got a lot of New England calls. And I said, no, it's just, it's not, it's not the Patriots' MO. The Patriots don't believe, and, and some people took this the wrong way. Let me, let me clarify this. The Patriots don't believe in putting up with your personal life. 
They don't believe in, in a man coming into the locker room having his own thought, his own opinion on things while he's in that locker room. While you are on the Patriots' time, it is very much the Patriots' way. And I kept getting the Gronk thing. Name me one thing that Gronk did that bothered them inside the locker room and they had to answer for it. Name me one thing, and this is a weird take, but people brought it up two weeks ago, that Aaron Hernandez did before we all found out how bad Aaron Hernandez was, including the Patriots. Nothing. They did nothing. You didn't see anything. You didn't hear anything. There was nothing there. And I looked up some of the players, or I remembered even some of the players that the Patriots had got. Guys like Corey Dillon and, and, and Rodney Harrison, guys who were good players for them. Randy Moss, through three and a half years, was fabulous for the New England Patriots. The guys who were who were cantankerous individuals who came from poor franchises to go to the New England Patriots to buy in, to try to, to try to gain a championship ring, to try to do what's best the Patriot way. I said, this is different. And it's not just because Oakland. It's because of Pittsburgh. This is a guy who's highly talented, and he forced his way out of a good organization where you have New England, and New England's New England because it's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But really, for the last 40 years, you've had the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know the 80s were a little bit lean. There were a couple of seasons there in the 90s and early 2000s. But overall, it's been a model franchise in professional sports for the last 40, now 50 years. When you have a problem with that and you're leaving, I thought the Patriots would watch out. Then I ended the show. I went home. I'm in the backyard with my son. I fix myself a drink. I look at my phone, and all of a sudden, hell broke open. And I didn't realize that that many people in New England listen to this show. I thank you very much. I really, really do. I do appreciate you giving me some of your morning and some of your time every single Saturday. Because it became hell on earth for the rest of the afternoon. Ranting and raving and still getting it wrong. It was just absolutely dreadful. And I just had to sit there and take it. Like Jimmy and Goodfellas, there was nothing I could do. I had to sit there and take it. He plays against the Dolphins. That eliminated my other thought where I go, man, I just don't know if he wants to play. And man, it just seems like you're so wrong on Antonio Brown. And then this week happens where Antonio Brown, given the sweet gift of life in his NFL career, decides that he's going to go out and start texting people. And again, self-sabotage. And even though it was the long play, and even though it took 11 days, I can feel good because the guy is an ass. I can feel good Because he's done things in a stupid fashion. I can feel good about being right because it looks as if Antonio Brown may very well be a bad person and isn't playing in the NFL right now. I can feel so good about being right. Champions pose the entire way. Tom was excited yesterday. Shep was over the moon yesterday. Billy Jack, when he comes in, he's going to be positively giddy. Because it feels good that the Patriots, I was right, and that the Patriots did the right thing. Because that's what the Patriots do. You can be your personal life. You can have your personal life. But if you affect what we're doing, 
in any way, you're gone. If you affect the locker room where Bill Belichick has to answer questions and walk off the dais yesterday, you're gone. When you're not in the building, they don't care what you're doing. When you are in the building, when your time is fastened to the New England Patriots, they better not hear a peep about you or out of you. And that rule was broken this week. When Bill Belichick has to answer those questions or when he has to walk away from those questions, when they have to make Antonio Brown available for four questions for one minute, when they're trying to get ready for a football season and continuing a football season and maybe another trip to glory where let's look at things. Tom Brady's as good as ever right now. That team's as good as ever. Skarnacki has got him going in the right way. I mean, this is something that could be a great again. Could be the seventh championship for this for this group as, as currently compromised. They are not going to put up with that. And so for Antonio Brown, even though I got it wrong, yeah, they signed him. He's still not their M.O. He's still not that guy for the New England Patriots. And now if the Patriots let you go, and you're about to be investigated, and you're about to be looked at uh, uh, under scrutiny of the NFL, there's no real team that can come to your defense right now. I hate to double down because I had said before, I don't think Antonio Brown gets picked up by anybody. How could you? After what happened with, with the Patriots, or excuse me, what happened with the Steelers and what happened with the Oakland Raiders. I hate to double down and make the same mistake twice. So I don't know. It's the NFL. Anything's possible. I still say Miami could be possible. I still say the Buccaneers could be possible. Through all this, there are possibilities. There will be fans who want to sign in because they care about the talent. As disgusting as you may think it is, it's absolutely true. So there might be some teams. So I can't say now, maybe I've learned my lesson. Maybe I can't say now that I would walk it back and say that, no, there's no way that Antonio Brown signs with anybody. There's a possibility. Obviously, he could. There's teams that might want to hold on to his rights by the time this is all said and done. We have no idea. The Dolphins, I think they're making it up as they go. So there is a possibility. He's from Miami. He just played down in Miami. I'm, I believe he still has a residence down there. Maybe he could do that. But it still goes back to Antonio Brown. And damn it, I cannot stop doing champion's pose. Because I told you for last month, and I told you going in, and even though it looked like I was wrong, guys who want to work don't get in their own way. I don't think Antonio Brown really wants to play football. I don't know what Antonio Brown really really wants. But I don't think he really wants to play football. And he might say he wants to do it on his own terms. You had it with the Patriots. You had it. It's the one place, it really is, where they just don't do distractions. And you could have been as much of a distraction for anything else off the field with the Patriots. You could have done anything other than what you did. You could have done anything else that would have been seen. Maybe as annoying, but maybe fun or quirky or whatever it might be. You could have done any of that. You didn't do it. You self-sabotaged. You pick up your phone. You start texting people you shouldn't be texting. I guarantee your lawyer's telling you not to do it. I guarantee Drew, Drew Rosenhaus is telling you not to do it. And you did it anyway. And you know why? You really don't want to play. You like money. You like the lifestyle that that money gives you. But the thing about the NFL, and we usually do this with rookies, not with vets. 
with rookies, you see guys walk across the stage. There's guys who have great talent, and they love what the game gives them, but they don't love the game. And they get sorted out real quick. And Antonio Brown, even though he's nice and long into that career at 31 years old, I think he loves what the money gives him. I think he loves that he gets money from the game. It's still his main source of income, especially since Nike waved a bye-bye earlier this week. It's still his main source of income. But he doesn't love the game. And that will always be the difference for the Patriots, and it really should be the difference for every franchise out there. And that's not just in football. That's in baseball, basketball, professional soccer, whatever it might be, whatever you might be into. It should be that way. Yeah, I made the analogy earlier. When you were a kid, you didn't want to go to school. You'd find ways to not go to school. I'll bring it down to my own right. We have Gresh coming on at 10.40 a.m. Eastern. Gresh is on some workout plan. What's he lost like 50 pounds in 42 days? It's amazing. The guy has dropped a significant amount of weight. He looks fantastic. Already a handsome man. Unpaid testimonial. He looks fantastic. When you start working out, it sucks. When you start getting on the bike, you feel the the the, the system of the of the muscles and they're a little bit stretched out, so you got that oh that stretch, that strain, that soreness the next day. You feel so nasty and then you try to keep going and it usually is around the first of the year because we like to make resolutions and then as February creeps in, you're really good for that month, you're feeling strong and then and maybe you got a little bit of a cold because it's February and you took a couple days off. Or yeah, maybe the kid got sick and you took a day off here or there. You took a, oh, well, all of a sudden we got to do something. Now it's a week. And then all of a sudden you start to realize, well, this work situation could have changed. This, this other situation in my family could have changed. This other situation that I, I made up myself could have changed. Could have got, to the, got to, the, to the gym, but I didn't do it. You make up things to get in the way. Because you want to be there, but you don't really want to be there. You know you're supposed to be there, but you don't really want to be there. So eventually, you just go, nah, and you'll walk away. And it happens around the first of the year, every year with a lot of America. This is what's going on with Antonio Brown. He doesn't want to play football. He likes what football gives him. He doesn't want to play it. He might like making plays. He might like scoring, he might like scoring touchdowns. He doesn't like to practice. Doesn't like to run the routes. Doesn't like to do any of that. What a tremendous fall because at this time last year, he's the top wide receiver in the league. He's fun. He's got Pepsi. He's got Nike. Fans want to want to love him. Fans want his autograph. Fans want their picture with him. He's one of the fun players in the NFL. And now after all of this, these threats, this stupidity, this asinine fall from grace because it really is based on him. He's looked at as a pariah. I can't guarantee that no team signs him. It's the NFL. They'll always look at talent. Can't guarantee that. I just ask, why would you at this point? You're given the ultimate trump card in the New England Patriots, and you found a way to screw that up? If they can't help you, if John Gruden kissing your ass over the phone can't help you, you're done because you don't even want to help yourself. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. You think Antonio Brown will overplay again? It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 
You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It is Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Now, this was a good show. I don't know who's... Bubba was a pretty good character. Vint might be my favorite. Oh, if you miss Mama's family in the 80s to the 90s, man, it sucks to be you. 855-2124-CBS. Again, Andy Gress joins us, 1040 a.m. Eastern, 5 burning questions, 1220 p.m. Eastern, 920 a.m. Pacific, and Showtime Sean Porter getting ready for his title bout next week. He joins us at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. We'll talk to him about that and about boxing in general, how it might be on the comeback. Uh, we're starting to get some really good heavyweights because heavyweights are always going to carry it. It's always going to carry the sport. So Sean's a great personality, and he's blossomed so much over the last couple of years. Before, you could barely get the guy to say a peep to you with a microphone in front of his face. Now he's he's doing Fox commentary. He, he's doing everything. He's he's fantastic. He's He's just gotten so comfortable. I'm proud to talk to him. I love the guy. Looking forward to it. Obviously, you know what side I'm going to be on, so I can't I, I can't go against that. But we're starting to see personality again in a heavyweight division where we haven't for some time, and it's making it very interesting. And so I think that may, I, I don't think it's going to, we're not going to go back to 1931 where it's going to be the top of the top, but maybe it's on a little bit of an uptick again. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. You know, Shep asked me a really interesting question during the break about Antonio Brown. Because Shep had asked, hey, you, you know, I, I know you said what you said, about him not loving the game or loving what what the game gives him, did you mean over the last year or over the last couple of years, not his career? And I should say, I, I think it's been over the last year. Guy turned thirty one. I think things change. Maybe when he's maybe when he's turned thirty, he's got that he's got that other contract, and now you look for something more. And he maybe wants something different. I can't claim to get in his head. I I, I don't know that headspace, and kind of I really don't want to. Yet what the question would, that, that Shep asked, it's a great one. You can be a guy who's a workout freak, hardworking guy. Ryan Clark, who doesn't like Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown doesn't like him. Ryan Clark would say he's one of the hardest working guys he's ever seen. But there is something where, what type of hard work are we doing? Are we doing the the plyos? Are we doing the CrossFit? Are we doing the 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 workout room stuff? Are we doing the 40s and the shuttle runs and things like that? Is that the hard work we're doing? Because that can be a hobby to a guy like Antonio Brown. Hard work for us, that might not be hard work for Antonio Brown. That's that's cultivating, that's interest, that's something that he might be very well addicted to doing. He is an Adonis, and he stepped right back on the field against the or against the Dolphins for the Patriots and looked fantastic, looked like he didn't drop a step. Not one step, looked great. And I know the Dolphins are terrible, but man, did he look good. We know he looked good. But I do think there is, they're going to pay me this much money to play football, and I'm in this type of shape. But I don't think he likes going to practice. I don't think he likes having to go through the rigmarole of learning a playbook and and, and doing what is necessary and studying film and studying the tendencies of corners who are covering him and press coverage and soft coverage and whether or not he's getting a cushion of eight yards or whether or not he's got a guy who's going to come right up and get in his chops. I don't think he wants to do that. I think he can do that in his sleep. He's that talented. 
He's a Hall of Fame level wide receiver, which will make an interesting conversation again if he never plays again. You're always capable of a second act, but this stuff that's laid in front of us, this is deplorable. This is disgusting. And for him to do it after you've been given another chance, not even a second chance, but a third chance, for him to do it after he's given another chance, I don't think you want to play football. If you continuously find ways, and it's not that people won't give you a chance. It's not that you have to do it once and go away forever. It's not any of that. But if you have teams that are willing to give you a chance, just like when you were growing up, there's teachers willing to give you a chance. There's employers willing to give you a chance. At some point, you have to be self-motivated. At some point, Antonio Brown had to be self-motivated. And all he had to do, stay quiet, mind his P's and Q's, go through the investigation that was going on with the former trainer where she spent 10 hours with the NFL. Go through that because it looked like the NFL, and and maybe I'm wrong, but it looked like the NFL was going to go, okay, this all sounds real bad, but boy, there's still not a lot of evidence here and he's not being investigated criminally. So mm, didn't it feel like the NFL was going to allow that to happen? As sick as that might seem to some people, it looked like what the NFL was going to do. All he had to do was was be quiet and let it blow over. Because that's what the Patriots have done. The Patriots have gotten in trouble before. They let it blow over. What's the last time you heard about Robert Kraft down at the Orchids? They let it blow over. Deflate gate? Okay, we'll fight that. We'll fight the good fight. But when it's finally done, we'll just move on by. You win and you move on by. That's all you had to do if you were Antonio Brown. Now I'm going to break out my cell phone and start sending threatening texts. Okay. There's a different reason. Maybe it's how much you can get away with. But there's a reason where I just don't think you want to play the game anymore. And I don't know if you wanted to not play the game anymore. Maybe a nice retirement ceremony would have been better than what you did in Pittsburgh, the speeding tickets, the stupidity before you left, what you did in Oakland, that abject clown show that's run by the master of the three-ring circus, John Gruden, and the what you just pulled in New England, where you lose sponsors over that time. Your own stupidity and maybe your own questioning of your free will got in the way of you and long-term money. 855-2124-CBS. Andy Gresh joining us next. We'll talk about what the Patriots do, what happens with Antonio Brown. And his future, I can never say never. It is the NFL and also at 11 a.m. Eastern. As long as your team is good, demanding trades isn't a bad thing in the NFL. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. Guess what? It's brought to you by Geico. There's a great, great way you can save money. You can switch to Geico. 15 minutes saves you 15% or more on car insurance. I tell you all the time, the guy who I have as an insurance agent, not a Geico agent, sucks. He is just raking me over the coals every chance he gets. Every single day there's a new charge. And I know it's it's fake. And I can't do anything about it because he's a family friend. So do what I can't and get to Geico and save 15% or more on car insurance. Right now we go to the hotline. We welcome in a guy who... Boy, I, I don't know what to call you, Andy. I don't know what to call Andy Gresh because he, he's he's in such great shape. I mean, I couldn't believe it. How, how much weight did you lose with your formerly fat ass? How much did you lose, Andy? 
Uh, I am down 51 pounds in 42 days. 51 and, uh, pounds. Well, Kenny, look, uh, you're you're big like me. I went from 363 to 312. It's a deck chair uh, off the Queen Mary for crying out loud. Wow. <laughs> that is incredible. That is yeah, incredible. Not, yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm still kind of going, but uh, I thought you were going to bust my chops because uh, I got more, um, you know, I got more jobs than you, for God's sakes. I'm pulling, but, into, uh, <laughs> I'm pulling into UMass right now to call the uh, – what will be the game of the weekend, I'm sure, yes. between Coastal Carolina and UMass. So, uh, so now, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you, so you are on, you have a weekday show, 6 to 9. You're on on Saturdays yeah. on CBS Sports Radio, obviously. Well, not, not during football season here, because you're doing football, you're doing a football game today. You're on, a, what, isn't it Channel 12 over there in Providence? Yep, that's right. There uh, it is, the baby. CBS in Providence. Yep. And UMass and Coastal Carolina. you got to watch out for those Chanticleers. They went into Kansas and got them a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, they did. I think that uh, I think this will be an uh, interesting weekend. I'm pulling into the stadium now, so if you hear a hayseed yell at me, you... Uh, you That's okay. There we go. Wow, you I got, got in without that. getting bugged by security. Look at you. So, well, they know who what? you are now. You're Gresh. Well, yeah. I mean, they they know I'm talking to Ken Carmen, a man who allegedly doesn't go to buffets. So I, uh, I won't go to buffets. Right We've talked about this. I won't go to buffets. It's been a long time. I won't do it. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, I uh, I got to tell you, ever since I've changed my ways, I've been dying to go to a buffet. But that's another story for another time. They I mean, got the Antonio Brown working at one. Okay. Well, he got what? Does he does he get to keep the nine million from the Patriots? Was he get to keep? Ken I, Ken, I don't think he does because they were going to pay him the first installment of that money on Monday. And if there's one thing that I've learned about Bill Belichick over the years is that they're not going to be early with money. Look at Tom Brady's first real contract that they gave him. Mm-hmm. It was six years and $60 million. And they even slow played Brady. I, unless they jumped the gun and gave him this $5 million before they needed to, I think they're going to be able to get out from underneath this. And Ken, to me, it's real simple. Whatever he did before he went to new England was what he did. And they would be able to talk their way around that. Once he started harassing this woman under their watch, mm-hmm. there really wasn't another move for them other than to let him go. There was no way the crafts would be able to stand for that. And furthermore, when you think of Bill Belichick, what does that guy want? He wants loyalty and consistency. Yes. And the fact that he came in, sorry about that. You're the fine. That he, the fact that he ended up coming in, and then doing this, uh, to Belichick, that had to be like, I can't trust you. I got to get you out of here. I, I, you know, I, I, I threw this out there, Gresh, because I think what you just said sums up the entire scenario. His lawyer had to tell him not to be messing around. Drew Rosenhaus had to tell him not to be messing around. The Patriots themselves had to be telling him not to mess around. He still couldn't help himself. I, I really don't think 
the guy actually wants to play in the NFL anymore. He might be bored by football. He might feel he's accomplished everything. I think that he self-sabotages himself and is not able to come to grips with it. And I think that he continuously acts like an idiot. Or he might just be an immature idiot. That's always possible, too. But he acts like an idiot because I don't think he wants to be in the NFL. I don't think so. Hey, Ken, I also think no one has ever told him no. I mean, look at where he went to college. He was far and away the best player on his team, or at least the one that you remember whenever he's in college. And then he has this unbelievable run of success, by the way, under a head coach who now is trying to rein in his locker room because he gave them too much leeway and it led to all kinds of problems. And that's why Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell have both left the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. And this appears to be a guy who just can't deal with structure. That and he clearly, there's something going on with him. Like, there's odd behavior, and then there's this kind of behavior where you're clearly insubordinate. Uh, you know, I think there's a real issue with him in terms of the value that he puts on women. Uh, it just isn't, it, you know, Antonio Brown has acted weird before, but, man, Ken, this just seems over the top even for him. Andy Gress joining us on the show. There were a lot of people who were upset with the Patriots, even because they played them last week. Uh, has the Patriots' image taken a hit, or really by next month will we kind of be over this and moving on? Yeah, I think it'll be a blip on the radar screen, and it will be an interesting side note to the beginning of what they hope is another championship season. And look, you and I live in the NFL circle in a way. You know that in three weeks, something else will come along or someone else will get hurt. Uh, or maybe this guy, you know, maybe the NFL ends up getting the nuts on him and they find all the info they need and they sort of give him the Iggy that, hey, man, if you come back, you're going to get put on the exempt list. Maybe that's the next time Antonio Brown is in the news. Uh, I know from the Patriots' perspective, I talked to somebody in the organization yesterday who was kind of like, thank God this guy is gone. Now they can kind of get back to business. And I think they move on because they get back to business in beating the Jets by about 40 points tomorrow. Aren't they still 23-point favorites? Oh, it's down to 21 and a half. So they're oh. value there. <laughs> it's like an out-of-conference game in the Big Ten, my God, and it's in the <laughs> AFC East. Andy Gress joining us, CBS Sports Radio. Guys all over the place. He's getting ready to do UMass and Coastal Carolina right now. You're calling me from the park. Are you in Amherst, Massachusetts right now, right? I am, in fact, I'm I'm behind uh, the uh, I'm behind the press box at the stadium, which they had to build independent of the stadium. Like they couldn't just add it on; they had to oh. build it outside. Of course. And I'm looking at what will be a new practice facility here at uh, UMass. They're gonna get one of them their big old blow up bubble things. And uh, <laughs> yes, I am sitting here in the park in the dirt parking lot right now at McGurk Stadium. Yeah, you know, I like a nice dirt parking lot. You don't want that thing paved. People people get too hoity-toity when it, when you start paving them. Let me ask you this, Andy. If they end up, like, say, because I, 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 I said the whole time, I'm going, how does anybody sign them? And a couple of weeks ago, I had all these people, well, the Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. I, I didn't think it fit their MO, and I'll explain why later. But now that he is released again, I don't want to double down and say that nobody's going to sign him because I, in my back of my mind, I'm going, what if we have some sort of a Reuben Foster type scenario where someone signs him, he's put on the exempt list, he's got to re- reinstate himself, but they go through all this and they figure, all right, what he did was stupid. 
He needs to he needs to conduct himself better, but we're going to give him another chance. Do you think somebody else might pick him up even after all of this? I don't think so, at least right now, Ken, because... I would hope not, but I, I can't say never, Andy. Well, I, I think there's two things. Number one, if you sign him now, you have multiple instances with women where sexual assault has been alleged. The NFL is looking into it. And you had him clearly bullying this other accuser who was in this Robert Klimko story on Monday. So someone would have to step out in the organization and say, okay, here's how I justify what he did, which I don't know if anyone is willing to do right now. And the other thing is, this guy might be suspended. And Ken, to your point, does this guy have to get signed, then deal with the suspension? Do you have to get him in your program now so he can serve it? so that you can have him for next year. Yeah. I wonder if the suspension and that looming over his head may be as big an issue to an NFL team as trying to justify his prior conduct. And there is no amount of spin that Drew Rosenhaus can put on this to be able to try to make it look good in any way, shape, or form. So he's talented. And, Kenny, I even said this on TV, that as a player, he's everything Bill Belichick wants. He mm-hmm. works hard. He cares. He's really good at his job. The problem is he's just a world-class jackass. And at this point, what owner is going to want to say, oh, yeah, well, I'll find a way to put in context what he did so we can bring him into our organization. It just seems like right now it would be really playing with fire bringing him in anywhere right now. Well, the other part of it would be, how, how do I trust you? I, Oakland bent over backwards. John Gruden kissed his ass, and then they let, even let him record him, which is the ultimate, I don't know if I can say that word, but it's the ultimate, the ultimate <laughs> sitting in, how do I put this? You understand the certain genres of certain adult film you can yeah. see where a guy sits in the corner of the room and watches what's going on. It was the ultimate that move. Okay, and then he goes to New England. He's getting the ultimate lease on life. It's a lease on life. It's hey, show up, do your business, be a patriot, do the patriot way. He couldn't even handle that. If neither one of those scenarios, were kissing his ass or hardcore winning, are going to help him, how's anybody else supposed to believe that they're supposed to get the best out of Antonio Brown? You know, Ken, you'll understand the context of this because of the work that you do with the Browns during the week. Every team has their algorithm of sort of how they handle press conferences and the way they go about doing things. It has been since like the Drew Bledsoe era that Tom Brady normally would go to the podium because the media crush is so big. Yesterday, because the media crush was big, Tom Brady chose to speak from the locker room, which disrupts all the people around him and was very, very odd. And a lot of the media people were like, huh, that's weird. Now you kind of understand why, because Belichick was under siege. His teammates had to answer for the guy. And the fact that Tom Brady was willing to welcome him into the organization and try to help him along just goes to show that he did break trust in numerous ways. And to your point, if he can't be trusted, there are going to be very few coaches who are willing to say, yeah, you know what, I'll try to build trust with him because he's such a great player. Not this day and age in the NFL where you can come in and literally split a locker room. And I think, you know, the the fact that Patriot teammates had to justify or talk about this guy before he was even in the locker room yet. And then he came in and did what he did. That's a great word. Trust. 
He broke the trust of everyone. And when you do it to Belichick and Tom Brady, I think that leaves a stink on you across the game that's very hard to scrub off. Final one, Josh Gordon has found himself to be accountable with New England. Um, Was there any thought, was there any sort of theory with some people that, you know, if we we allow this to continue, it might rub off on Josh. The the threats and things like that, just the accountability, because he has struggled with that in the past. The Browns bent over backwards for him, and he completely ruined it. For New England, they're getting the very best Josh Gordon they can get. Was there any worry about that with the franchise? Yeah, because I think there's constant worry about Josh Gordon. And you Mm -hmm. covered him in Cleveland, and you know the demons, and they're very real, and his issues run very deep. I think what we've seen this year is sort of a different kind of Josh Gordon in terms of he thinks he may have gotten to the root of some of his problems and tried to deal with that in therapy. But everybody in New England is – it's more like week-to-week with Josh Gordon. And having Antonio Brown – really scared the hell out of everybody because everybody's nervous that it's going to happen the way it did last year where it's going to be December when they really need this guy and there's no Gronk to be Superman as the backup. And then it's Edelman and a whole bunch of dudes that Brady's just throwing the ball to. So, yep, I think that was, uh, among many, the leg- a very legitimate concern relative to Gordon and having Antonio Brown around. Gresh, we love you, man. We thank you very much for the time. Have a great call today, and keep on with the losing the weight. You look fantastic. You're the best, buddy. Anything for you. Thank you much. (laughs) Thank you. The great Andy Gresh, CBS Sports Radio. You hear him on Saturdays when it's not football season, because right now he's about to do a game. UMass, Coastal Carolina. A rivalry as old as the times. And he's out there in the dirt parking lot, getting ready to call the game. Gotta love it. Also does TV over in Providence. Obviously the daily radio show in Providence, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. He's fantastic. 855-2124-CBS. Follow that guy at The Real Gresh. I think we might have even seen just how further, how much further along the Patriots are than everyone else. They cut Antonio Brown. It's a blip on the radar. Last year, it ruined the Steelers' season. And they're supposed to be seen as one of the great franchises in pro sports. Up next, as long as your team is good, demanding trades isn't a bad thing. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey.